You're listening to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. Danny and Jason had many discussions and debates on the back porch while making pivotal investment moves with assets. That's right, with trading cards. They welcome you to the back porch and right into those discussions about current sports news with a fresh and unique twist. So come on and join us. Welcome to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason. And your co-host, Danny. And fans, we are back. We are back to talk about the NFL. A lot happening. Free agency. Combine has happened. And a little NBA talk, but first, Danny, to the NFL, where Aaron Rodgers has actually signed this mega deal that basically amounts to three years for $150 million for his contract, sir. That's a lot of money. I think it finally solidifies him as staying put in Green Bay for the rest of his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it also solidifies the fact that Jordan Love is not going to get any, any playing time, man. No. Uh, I don't know what Green Bay is going to do with Jordan Love. I don't know if they're going to actually keep him as a backup and then potentially trade him. For a couple of picks, uh, that'll you get a first round pick out of them. Based upon what you've seen on him on field, I don't think you'll get possibly not even a second round pick no. for him. So ain't no telling what to get out of Jordan Love, man. But make a deal. What say you, Danny? Jason, we had talked about this right when the season ended, when your Packers bowed out to the 49ers in the playoffs. And we both thought he was coming back. The only thing, when I look at this deal, it reminds me of the Kobe Bryant deal. Kobe Bryant, when he ended his career, he signed that huge deal. It was more of a, hey, man, you owe me for what I did for you over these years kind of deal. This looks very similar to that deal. Aaron Rodgers is not a spring chicken anymore either. He can still play. Obviously, he was the MVP. Mm-hmm. But he is getting up there. It doesn't happen like, you know, Kobe ran into all those injuries, too, at the end of his career. And now I'm curious on how this plays out with Devontae Adams. Because mm-hmm. that is a big sum of money they gave him. And I know they've been making some moves, trying to shift some things around, move some pieces. So does that make room for Devontae Adams? Or is Devontae Adams looking to go elsewhere? Man, I think it's going to be really interesting here. I think Devontae is justified in saying, I don't want to play under this franchise tag. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think the franchise tag would actually get him $20 million, but that's just going to be for one year. Mm-hmm. Devontae Adams is, isn't young himself. I mean, he's starting to get on up there. I mean, but he's still dominant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can see Devontae playing uh, at least another few years, quite honestly. I don't blame Devontae. He, wa- he wants to have that last good contract in his career. Mm-hmm. And so I really don't blame him for not wanting to play out this franchise tag year. Uh, and, oh, oh, by the way, the Packers can franchise tag him again the following year. <laughs> so I don't blame Devontae. Give me a full contract at this point in time. Devontae has been one of the best, if not the best wide receiver in the league. Mm-hmm. And he wants his money. 
Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see what the Packers do here. They did let go uh, Zadarius Smith, sign Preston Smith. Um, so we'll see what happens here uh, with, with that move uh, and what happens with uh, Devontae. But, man, Danny, there's just been so many interesting moves here. I mean, one of the interesting moves, I have to say, is Khalil Mack being traded from the Chicago Bears to the L.A. Chargers. Yep. And the Chargers are doing some things here on the defensive side of the ball. Yep. They they are they going for it. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be no slouch in that tough AFC West, man. That division is going to be wicked. Yes. <laughs> and I think the Chargers have noticed the fact that Russell Wilson being traded from the Seattle Seahawks to the Denver Broncos adds more to the division. Yep. You already had the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes and the Raiders getting a new coach with in, in that of Josh McDaniels. I think right now the Raiders probably would be the fourth team out of this division unless they make some kind of splash in free agency and possibly in the, in the draft. They're going to have to do so in a hurry because that division is wicked, man. And, and I'm glad to see Khalil Mack go from the Chicago Bears. It wasn't the fact that, I mean, the Packers still dominated Chicago Bears, even with Khalil Mack. Let's just be real. Um, but, I mean, it's good to, to see Khalil Mack go to possibly a, a winner, a winning mm-hmm. team, uh, a team that has a chance. Chicago Bears. Uh, I'm not just saying this because of I'm a Packers fan or hate or anything like that. The, Pack, the Bears are still trying to figure some things out. Mm-hmm. And I think they're a young team. And they have a lot of holes on both sides of the ball that needs to be filled. A yes. veteran like Khalil Mack, a pro bowler like Khalil Mack needs to be in a winning situation. So that way he can add some cachet to his resume. To ultimately become a, a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Let's just be real. Um, I don't think he was going to do that in Chicago. Khalil Mack, a great player. Glad to see him go. We'll see what happens with the L.A. Chargers. What say you, Danny? A couple things here, Jason. Along with Khalil Mack, the Chargers got J.C. Jackson mm-hmm. to solidify that secondary. Like you said, it's going to be shootout central mm-hmm. in AFC West. So, that was a must that was a must signing from their standpoint and i look at denver that's what they needed was a quarterback mm-hmm. their defense is solid it's not top 5 but it's top 10 and they have all those young receivers and they have good running back play with javante williams and mm-hmm. melvin gordon so not sure if melvin gordon's going to resign there but I know Javante Williams for sure is that dude. So that happens. But then you look at the NFC now, it got weaker. With Russell Wilson leaving Seattle, they're going to be weaker. Curious to see what the Cardinals do in free agency. Mm -hmm. The Rams have some things they need to take care of. So from Aaron, back to your Aaron Rodgers signing, the NFC is up for the taking. And that's why I think Tom Brady 
I'm retired on Sunday, right? Mm -hmm. During the March Madness bracket mm -hmm. uh, reveal. Man, he picked, he picked the perfect time for that. <laughs> I'm like, man, this dude wanted some attention. He got it. He got it. He got, he got it. it. So I think he, see, he saw that where it's like, all right, or those kids are getting on his nerves. He was home. He was like, man, I need to get back to the field. <laughs> <laughs> My brother mentioned that on a text. He was like, man, your kids start getting on his nerves. Hey, man. You, I, you need to get back in those side between those uh on that field. So I, I mentioned the same thing too, Danny. I was like, <laughs> man, he was home for a couple of weeks. He was like, hell no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> let me get back on the field man <laughs> yeah yes so that's where tampa bay depending on how they play this free agency can make some moves and surround him with some talent to go for that run again because they were close man they came back on the rams mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they're a play away from the championship game mm -hmm. uh, so that's where i see where the russell wilson thing though man i I didn't see him going to Denver, so that was cool, man. It shakes some things up, gets him out mm -hmm. of a situation that seemed to be going sour uh, over the last couple of years. So now he gets an opportunity to start anew, starting an AFC, and, man, the AFC is going to be tough. The AFC is going to be tough. It's going to be yes. tough, and I agree with you. I think Tom Brady did see that. Saw the landscape of the NFC. It was like, you know what? If I give this another shot, I can mm -hmm. maybe win this conference. Can maybe win this conference. So we'll see what happens with this, Danny. Um, I, I would say this though too. I mean, there's been a lot of other moves. I think one move um that hasn't happened that I am really intrigued by is that of Jameis Winston. I'm curious to see where Jameis goes. Uh, mm -hmm. coming off of an injury here uh, and everything. I'm really intrigued in terms of where he's going to go. Is he going to stay in the NFC? Um, because as of right now, the Saints are in Carolina Panthers. And there's some buzzword about your Orlando Falcons being interested in Deshaun Watson. Mm -hmm. uh, so we'll see how this turns out. It is reports that reported that Deshaun Watson and, and the charges have been uh, dropped in terms of he is not going to be charged for those, um, for the alleged actions that he has uh, been uh, under uh, scrutiny for. And so we'll see. I think teams now are talking to him. We'll see what the NFL does in terms of suspending him. Yeah, uh, how many games he will get, things of that nature. I think the NFL may be just waiting for some additional word from the legal or the legal process uh, and everything. But nonetheless, teams are now speaking to Deshaun Watson in, in terms of getting a trade out of Houston. Uh, and so again, those teams um, that are reported to be are New Orleans Saints, Carolina Panthers, and. There's some rumblings around the Atlanta Falcons organization uh, of some interest there. Danny, uh, I don't know how that would do for uh, Matty Ice. Uh, Deshaun comes in, of course, Matty Ice would have to be out. Yeah. That might be the trade there. Um, quarterback for quarterback. I don't know if Matty Ice has a no trade clause in his contract or not. Deshaun in, in Atlanta, that would be interesting. Mm hmm. I don't know who he's throwing to right now. Due to I was going to say, suspended. <laughs> <laughs> but, I was going to say, I mean, so 
they've been shifting some things around. They restructured some contracts, including Matt Ryan, to free up some cash for this free agency. With this rumor, I'm very curious. But the other thing of note is the cap hit. So Matt Ryan is a huge cap hit this year and next. So with them doing that, they'll have a lot of dead money. Yeah, I, I'm cur- very curious what they do here mm-hmm. uh, with the Ridley suspension being suspended for the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one is huge. So they don't have to pay him due to that. So they save, I think, is $11 million, But his value is, is going to be missed. So, I, mm-hmm. yeah, they have a lot of – they have to make some decisions here if they're going to – they don't want to tank. And they mentioned that. They don't want to do that. And they're kind of middling right now based on they can get by like last year. They were seven and 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously they're not there this year upcoming year, but maybe the following year. So I am very, I'm waiting to see what happens, man. Waiting to see what Terry Fontenot does mm-hmm. in this off season. And then they have a high draft pick as well. So there may be, and they received the second round pick from last year from the Julio Jones trade. So if they're going to, they may package some things up or they just may get younger and try to save some money and go that route. A whole lot of interesting moves happening. Yeah. Uh, I, I did see that uh, Teddy uh, Bridgewater, he's actually being traded or he's going down to Miami as a backup. Mm-hmm. Miami is making some moves uh, as well. It's going to be really interesting to see how this all turns out. Teddy's actually from South Florida. So this is a home, uh, coming of sorts for him. Uh, maybe it could be the mark of his end of his career too. Uh, we'll see, but nonetheless, uh, I think Miami is, is primed and ready to, uh, turn a corner. They did well. Of course, the Brian Flores, uh, firing, uh, controversial firing is, is still out there, but even so, uh, they're making moves. We'll see what happens with that, Danny. And now, Danny, to the NBA and where there's a lot happening. We are very close to the start of the playoffs. And, oh, boy, a lot has been happening in the NBA. Last night, Cat Carl Anthony Towns goes for 60. Steph goes for 47 on his birthday. Being the Bucks win. In Utah, first time since 2001. Man, that's crazy. First time in, since 2001, the Milwaukee Bucks win <laughs> in Utah. And mm-hmm. what a great return by Brooke Lopez coming off the bench uh, for six points, play about 15 minutes. I think the Bucks are really starting to kind of shore things up here. Uh, Connington should return before the playoffs start. Mm-hmm. So you'll have the core team. And also George Hill made his return last night as well uh, to help solidify that bench a little bit there. So this is going to be really interesting to see how this all gels. I think our bench is still kind of suspect, man, uh, in terms of point production, things of that nature. Um, I think you'll get better with Brooke coming back. A uh, big question, though, for me is whether or not Brooks is going to start. He came off the bench 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Do you continue to just start Bobby Portis? Or do you just go ahead and, and put Brooke back in a starting lineup and put 
um, Bobby back on the bench. Same thing with Connington. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Connington would come off the bench. Danny, I think the Bucks are really starting to solidify some things here uh, to make that uh, final push. What say you? They're getting healthy, right? Mm-hmm. And to your point about Brooke Lopez, ease them in and so he doesn't re-injure himself. Mm-hmm. And then once he's comfortable, get him in that starting role again. Mm-hmm. Because then you have that scoring punch with Bobby Portis off the bench. And you have Connington on the bench as well. So mm-hmm. I think it will – and then George Hill coming back. So I think it sets mm-hmm. up well. Ease him in, get him ready for the playoffs, and then get some continuity there before they go into the actual playoffs themselves. So I think it's, it's setting up well for them. They're only two games back right now of Miami, yes. the mm-hmm. number one seed. Mm-hmm. And the Sixers – so there's uh, the Celtics <laughs> – are sitting at number five, and they're four games out of the first one spot. And and these see, this is gonna be a good playoffs, man. We talked about this a couple shows ago, but this is setting up well. I'll tell you what's not setting up well are those Los Angeles Lakers right now. They, oh man, they are struggling. They need AD back in the worst way. Man, listen, I think even if AD comes back, he's not gonna save them. Oh, I'm not saying he's saving them, but at least they, they just need him as a body. Oh my take god. Take the take the stress off of LeBron. LeBron's putting up these 50-point games, which is crazy in itself. And they're hanging on to that nine spot right now. Yeah, they just need some kind of energy, man, at this yes. joint, at this juncture, man. Cause man, they just look terrible, man. They look terrible. And I think there's a lot of frustration going on going on. Uh, I mean, I saw a portion of the game and where, man, defense was this horrendous. They didn't get back on defense, turning over the ball. They just don't have no juice, man. And I think a lot of that has to do, I mean, yeah, it could be coaching, but that has to be like pride within oneself at this point. I think they just know they're a bad team and they just don't fit. With with all those veterans. Yeah, they they just know they're a bad team. Mm-hmm. And so, man, I, I don't know, Danny. They're going to have to do something about this come oh, next year. But at the same token, all these contracts, I mean, these are some, some heavy contracts mm-hmm. to possibly move. I, I don't see where they would do it. They got trounced last night uh, against the Raptors, 114-103. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it was even that close, quite honestly. No, they were getting destroyed in the third. And that's when I stopped following. <laughs> the Lakers, if they make it in the play-in tournament, mm-hmm. um, I can see them losing in this play-in tournament, man. Even with AD at this juncture, I just don't think they're hungry, hungry for it. I really don't. Danny, I also saw a portion of the game last night between the Philadelphia 76ers and the Denver Nuggets, where the Denver Nuggets actually prevailed. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this game, very close game, 114 110. Uh, Denver did come back uh, from being what 15 or so down, um, yeah. and they came back. Uh, battle of the big men, where uh, Joel Embiid ended up with 34 points, nine boards, and four assists. And uh, the Joker, uh, Jokic, he actually had 22 points, 13 rebounds, and eight assists. Man, this was an uh, intriguing matchup. 
I'm glad that the 76ers lost, man, just because of it helped my uh, our Milwaukee Bucks. But I, I would say this, though, to that same point. This proves to me that the Sixers just doesn't have enough. Mm-hmm. They gave away so much in this trade with the Brooklyn Nets that I think is to a point where they're going to hemorrhage. I think it's to a point where they're not going to be able to make up the losses, make up the pieces that they traded away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, James Harden had a, a a decent game in James James Harden fashion. I mean, he had twenty four points, eleven assists, and nine boards, almost a triple double. Uh, eleven for twelve from the free throw line, one for four from the three point line. I mean, thirty nine minutes, okay, but is there something missing? with the Sixers, man, they're just not gelling. Now, the first two games together, uh, that being Joel Embiid and James Harden, were against mediocre teams. Mm -hmm. They weren't against no juggernauts. And so ever since they played some heavy competition, i.e. Brooklyn Nets. Uh, So we'll see. Uh, Maxie had 19 points. Uh, Tobias Harris had 10 points, man. I think – Tobias is just trying to figure out how to play with James Harden. Uh, They got a lot to deal with here, man. I just don't think the Sixers are going to be really, they'll be competitive in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. But in terms of making a conference finals, I don't see it. It's going to be tough. I think that Tobias Harris, he's always the one piece that they need to step up. They need him to be that third person to give them a scoring punch and he mm-hmm. fades away in key moments a lot of the time. So if he's not there along with Harden and Embiid, yeah, they, they're not going far. Then mm-hmm. let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. If you were the never nuggets, would you bring back Jamal Murray in the playoffs or Michael uh, or, or Michael Porter jr. Would you bring either one of them back in the playoffs? I'm going to say, because they're sitting in the sixth spot now, right? I would say no. And the reason I say it is you don't want to rush. It's kind of like what Clay Thompson, right? It's you don't want to rush them back, especially mm-hmm. after key injuries. And you can let them get the whole summer, get ready for the next year and take another run at it. Because they do have that opportunity to do that. So. I would say no, just based on their current seating. Now, if they're seated, say, top four, mm-hmm. which they could still end up being in the top four, then it may be a consideration because you, you're getting you're close, right? But right now in the sixth spot, I would say rest them and let them come back next year. Well, I would say this. They are only one and a half games out of that mm-hmm. four spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, the fourth spot is Utah Jazz uh, and Dallas Mavericks, which they have identical identical records. Yeah. Um, and obviously, a tiebreaker separates that. Um, but then, really, again, Denver Nuggets is just really one and a half games out. Um, and then, really, the seventh seed, you got to watch out for Minnesota. At the yes. seventh seed, they're only one and a half games out the sixth seed. Yep. Um, so, man, that's <laughs> that's going to be interesting coming down down the wire here the same thing in the eastern conference 
Yep. You have the Toronto Raptors making a push here where they're only one game out of the sixth seed to get mm-hmm. out of the playoff, the, uh, the playing tournament. So, uh, man, this is going to be really interesting to see how this goes down the wire here. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Milwaukee Bucks, like you mentioned, two games out of the first seed. Uh, Sixers right behind us with, you know, from one game. Uh, the Bulls are one and a half games. And to me, the Bulls are kind of tailing off a little bit here. Uh, I think they need to go ahead and get healthy. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think even even being healthy, uh, I, I don't – I don't see the Chicago Bulls as a huge threat. I see the Boston Celtics more of a threat than mm-hmm. the Chicago Bulls. And unfortunately, and unfortunately, the Cleveland Cavaliers are tapered off a little bit here due to injury mm-hmm. uh, and all. So that's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Um, but I have to say this, Danny, this playing tournament in the Eastern Conference is going to be off the chain. Right now you have at the 7th seed, Toronto Raptors at the eight seed, you have Brooklyn Nets at the nine seed, you have the Hawks, and at the 10 seed, you have the Hornets. Mm-hmm. Man, that play in tournament is going to be off chain, man. <laughs> Are you kidding me, man? <laughs> yes, now when this play playing tournament first was announced. I had some, I was really apprehensive about it, man. I just, this wasn't feeling it. I was like, man, this is just another gimmick. But man, right now, if you got teams like this in a playing mm-hmm. tournament, somebody going home <laughs> in one game. I'm not as impressed with the playing tournament in the Western Conference. Um, I would say that uh, the Lakers better watch out because they are, two and a half games from not being in mm-hmm. even in the play in a tournament. Now, yes. I don't think Portland Trailblazers is going to really make that serious push. But you never know, man. The way the Lakers are playing, they could just easily just, you know, give up a couple of games here and there. And next thing you know, Portland's in the play in tournament. I hope they get it together, man. Quick. Whew. I'm almost like everybody else. Why in the world do they keep, do they keep putting the Lakers on TV, man? I'm at that point. Like, I don't want to see the Lakers on TV anymore. I, I hope that the NBA flexes their games, man. I really do, man. I'm like, man, if they're on Saturday night again, NBA, please flex this game. They did win the last Saturday night game, though, Jason. Man, please, man. They beat Gold. They beat Gold State that night too. I mean, Golden State probably was. They probably the night before or something, man. I'm just saying. I think it's time for the NBA to flex uh, the Lakers and then hang on. on. So I'm going to look at the rest of the Lakers schedule right quick, man. They have, they're at Minnesota, at at Toronto, at Washington, at Cleveland. And then they're, they're playing at home against Philly. That's the ESPN game. I don't know why they did that. And then New Orleans, and then they're at Dallas. That's a TNT game. Why they did that, I don't know. They're at Utah, TNT game. Come on, man. Against New Orleans, NBA TV. Against Denver, ABC. Why? <laughs> at Phoenix, NBA TV. And then at Golden State, TNT. Come on, man. NBA, please flex the Lakers out. <laughs> it's about time, man. It really is. Oh, man. 
Thank you for joining us at Backports Talk Podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backportstalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backportstalkpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love.